Hi guys, welcome to the What Else Podcast. I hope you're doing very well. Today, we're talking to a colleague and friend of mine, Bernadette Joy. Bernadette is a money expert who's been featured on Good Morning America, CNBC, The Doctors, some really cool places. So to have her on the What Else Podcast is so awesome. Bernadette is on a mission to build a community of people who are ready to crush their money goals. And you're going to love listening to her. Her perspective, her personality is contagious. It's awesome. On this episode, we talk about the evolution of her online presence and how her feelings about social media have changed over the years, how that's affected her business. We also talk about how she started multiple businesses and the lessons she learned and how that brought her to her program, Crush Your Money Goals. I'm so excited for you to hear our conversation and I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's Bernadette. My name is Sarah Boss, and you are listening to the What Else Podcast. I'm a chemist turned launch strategist, and I help business owners launch their courses, programs, and products so that they can gain influence and get paid. Owning your own business opens the doors for great freedom and opportunity, but it can also bring a lot of self-doubt, overwhelm, and insecurity. On this podcast, we talk about marketing, analytics, and tactile tips to own a business you love, but we can also talk about life behind the desk. We ask the questions, and then we ask, what else? Because we're just nosy like that. Come join us and our many guests as we leverage our businesses to create the life we dreamed of. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. If you're not following Bernadette on Instagram, first of all, you should be. But if you are, then you've seen the last couple of weeks, she's been talking about a microaggression jar. Can you tell us what that is? Sure. So my microaggression jar started out as a joke, but it's not a joke anymore. It's actually quite wonderful. And uh, basically, I realized that myself being a female, being a person of color, being generally one of the younger people in the room when I have been in my um, like career type stuff, found that I was lobbying a lot of or having to dodge a lot of microaggressions my way for many reasons. And before, to be honest, I used to be kind of pissed about it. And then I was like, you know what? If I had a dollar for every time someone made me feel like crap, (laughs) how much money would I save? And I was like, hold on. That's actually not a terrible savings plan. Let me try this out. And being on social media also has its challenges with people who make certain comments and stuff. And so I was like, all right, every time someone says something that is like not so nice, let me just put a dollar in the jar. Girl, I tried this for a week. I had $143. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, this is a, this is a really easy way to save money. I took that $143. I bought myself a cute dress, a pair of shoes. Um, but of course, you know, as a money person, I should tell you, you should put it in like your 401k or something, but no, I bought a pair of shoes and a dress. And I was like, thank you to everybody who contributed to this gorgeous outfit. And that is the microaggression jar. It's fantastic. Your posts about it have just been awesome. One, you know, it's been really interesting because you've been very, obviously very open and sharing what people have been saying to you, which, and I just love how you're approaching it. Because, I mean, it just gives an example for, for me, I've been watching, I'm like, oh, that, you know, when social media can be such a crappy place Mm -hmm. and to see somebody handle it with such 
grace in the most like baller way <laughs> has been so awesome. Your video where you put the sign in your lawn had me on the floor. I was oh. like, that's perfection. <laughs> Thank you. You know, I'm trying and I'm turning over a new leaf this year. I've been on this journey in terms of entrepreneurship and financial freedom for seven years now. And maybe it's a seven year itch that I'm just like, now I just find everything hilarious. Cause after you see it for so many years, you're like, okay, well, you know what? I'm still alive. I still survived it all. And why can't I make this fun? And so this year I'm like, you know what? Everything that used to frustrate me, we're just going to make it fun. And we're going to, and, and we're going to, you know, build our wealth along the way with it. So that's, that's what I hope people get from following me on social media. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. It was, I mean, it's just so great. I love it so much. So you, you, you've been doing this for seven years. So you started your business seven years ago? No. So, well, yes, technically I did not really go full-time to this business until 2020, which was an amazing year to start a business full-time. Yeah. But I tell people that I've actually been on this journey for seven years because in 2000, well now I guess almost eight years because it's 2021, um, 2013 is when I first moved to Charlotte, North Carolina from New York City. And I promised myself that was going to be a brand new start. I wanted to start a new career. I wanted to um, you know, be somewhere different. Um, and my husband and I had just been married for a little over a year and a half at that point. And we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and I started a little blog. It was called All Fashion, No Shopping. <laughs> and I was, you know, I basically thought it'd be so cool if I just shared my outfits every day and how I did not spend money on it, right? Um, that blog turned into another blog that my husband and I did together called the effing life, which was like, let's talk about everything that we happen to enjoy, which all happened to start with the letter F. So financial freedom, fashion, fitness, food, right? And those were the predecessors to what is now crush your money goals. So a lot of people have come to me this year to say, wow, it looks like you've done so much since you launched your crush your money goals um, company last year. But really, this has been seven years in the making and all of those steps led up to, to what I'm doing now. How did you choose to focus on just crush your money goals? Like all of that kind of went into this like niche being like, okay, so this is, this is what I'm really going to help people with. Yeah. So when I talk to people about things that were not kosher in their life, almost all of them, there was money involved, right? So if I want to lose weight, um, it's faster to hire you know, a personal trainer than to, than to try to DIY yourself, right? A lot of people that I talk to, especially couples, right? They want to, you know, start a life together. Well, starting a life together, buying a home, having kids, all that stuff requires money. <laughs> and, um, and then specifically with entrepreneurship and business, a lot of people I saw who were afraid to start a business or to leave a job they didn't like, was because of money. And so I figured out, you know what, if I can help people streamline their money and really make money management fun and not boring and stressful, like it's been kind of peddled to us, then maybe they can accomplish all the other things they really care about in life. And that's what really, that's what I really care about is a lot of people assume I'm the money girl, but I'm really interested in helping people with everything that actually matters to them, but it might require money to get there. 
Yeah, I mean, it is for sure a fun and exciting and engaging way. I've been following you for many, many months. um, And Mm -hmm. your social media is such a great resource for education and inspiration. And just kind of like that, like that kick in the ass sometimes. (laughs) Post where you're like, yep, she's speaking to me. I hear you. No worries. I'll get to it now. Mm -hmm. I know what I've got it. I'm trying to figure out, to be honest, my way around that of like, Sometimes I feel like, and you guys can't see me, I'm Asian, right? So sometimes I feel like I have these like tiger mom vibes because people have told me, they're like, you know what, your, your post today like made me feel like personally attacked. Like, my gosh, I'm totally not trying to attack people. But like, sometimes we need a little kick in the butt to say, all right, I need to get out of my own way. And I've taken the Lin-Manuel Miranda approach, if you are a yeah. Hamilton fan, of like his book, good morning, I think, or I forget what it's called. Good morning. Good night. Uh, is basically a collection of his tweets that he's basically talked to himself about. And that's the approach that I've taken with my social media, which is, you know what, this is what I needed to hear at some point in my life, or I'm needing to hear it today. I'm really just talking to myself, but it happens. If it happens to help somebody else today, then even better. Where did you get that? Like, that passion, that fire that comes out on your social media. It's very unique. I, you're, I love your personality. Oh, well, I have always been a loud mouth for sure. But to be honest, the confidence and being able to say what I'm able to say now came with kind of in direct correlation, to be honest with my net worth. And what I mean by that is I, I've, I've been toying with this concept of net self-worth, right? Where a lot of women in particular and um, BIPOC communities too, like we feel like we can't say what we really want to say because someone is going to judge us, right? And at the end of the day, it's very easy to say, well, you know, screw everyone who doesn't like what you have to say. But if that person is your boss or your client or a family member or something like that, like it's hard to say, well, you know, screw them, right? So what I figured out in the last two years in particular is that I've built a lot more confidence in being able to say what I wanna say because I'm not worried about what I'm saying really impacting my ability to live a comfortable life. So for example, and you've kind of heard the story before because we talked about this um, in one of our group chats was like, I, uh, you know, recently let go of a client who continued to gaslight me for six months. And when this client decided that he was going to continue to try to underpay me or undervalue me, I said to him, quite, quite honestly, I've made more money in a week than you've paid me in a month. So I don't need to be here. (laughs) And that confidence came from fact. Like it wasn't like, oh, I just made that up. It was because I had to build my, my confidence in my business to say, you know what, I can make this money on my own. And that miraculously has also brought the confidence in a lot of other areas of my life that I feel really passionate about. Yeah. It seems that you, uh, you know, you've made a lot of big moves over the past couple of months. I mean, you know, probably started with like crush your money goals, like in 2020, like actually getting it out there. And then everything is like just dominoing. I think that's kind of how it works in the best and worst way. It's the things that you're like, oh yeah, like this is what needed to happen. But a lot of times it's dominoes falling on you. And it's like, yeah, okay, like we're, literally on top of you. Yes. Yeah, we're like, we're, we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to say this, what we've been thinking for months and months and months. Now we actually have to like put it out there. And I want you to do that. If you want you to do it once, I think you're like, oh, I didn't die. We're yeah. good. 
I didn't die and I got to put more money in my microaggression jar. So really, yeah. it's just a win-win situation. It's perfect. When you launched Crush Money Goals last year, what did, what did that look like? Like the like the back end, deciding mm-hmm. that you were going to launch, how did you market that to your audience? Was that the first time you've launched something? No. So I actually, so the, the fashion blog led to the effing life that led to me going back to school to get my MBA. That is where I <laughs> accumulated a ton of student loan debt. And then at the same time, I decided to start this business completely unrelated in hindsight, it's actually very related, but it was a company called Dress where um, people rented out dresses for special occasions. And I did that business to help women save money. Like I thought it was dumb to pay a couple hundred bucks for a dress that you were going to wear once. Right. So I really love that business. I did it for three years. And at the same time, I was working on paying off my student loans. And then we ended up paying those off pretty quickly. And then me and my husband paid off our house. And we're like, holy smokes, we have a paid off house in our 30s. That was unexpected. And that journey really got me excited. And then I came in a crossroads in 2019, which feels like a like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Oh my but God. I came across, I came on a crossroads where I was like, you know what, um, this business, this dress business is actually doing pretty well, but it doesn't fill me the way it does talking to people about helping them with their money goals. And so I made the really tough decision to shut down that business, the retail business and spent a quarter literally under a weighted blanket. I was like, did I make a mistake? Like, you know, who am I to like close this business and then start a new business um, and then 2020, I, January 1st, I launched Crush Your Money Goals. And I was like, I'm going to help people through in-person financial education classes. And then 2020 happened and was like, okay, well, that's not going to work. So <laughs> um, had to do the, you know, proverbial pivot. There needs to be a better word for pivot, by the way, because I'm There does. But did the proverbial pivot. And then lo and behold, the pandemic for my business anyway was a blessing in disguise because one did not realize that that like if I had stayed in that retail business, I would have been dead in in the water like a a retail business that is entirely predicated on mass gatherings was not going to survive 2020 so it was a blessing in disguise that I wasn't in that business anymore. Hey guys, it's Sarah and I'm coming at you with some super exciting news. I am opening up my Ready, Set, Launch program for spring 2021. This program is set up to help business owners launch their course, program, or product with ease and without guessing. If you've ever said to yourself, oh my goodness, if someone would just give me the answers, this would be so much easier Then this program is for you. In the program, you receive a launch playbook that gives actual step-by-step instructions to build a launch from the ground up. We start with a one-on-one intensive to kickstart your progress, and then you get six weeks of weekly calls to support you through the entire process. By the end of the program, you'll not only have an incredible launch, but you'll have built a seamless launch system that you can repeat like clockwork to bring in sales all year. To join the program, head to sarahebosscom slash ready, set, launch to book a call where we'll talk about your launch and see if the program is right for you. And then it turns out because of the pandemic, I did a lot more virtual things versus in person. And instead of staying locally, 
where I was, I was able to reach people all over the country. And so that, um, you know, the way that I launched was no way how I thought it was going to end up. And it ended up being a way better, to be honest. Yeah. Talk about good timing. Like the, <laughs> I didn't even realize that that absolutely just hit all in, you know, like the right places. Um, mm-hmm. Did you leverage for your launch? Did you leverage your social media following? Did you have an email list? Did you kind of keep it within your network? At least for that first one, what did you kind of, what, what lever did you push? Yeah. So, you know, luckily for me, there was some cross section between the people who were my, my clients at dress, like generally the thing that they liked about me is that I helped them save money. And so there was a starting point there. Um, and I started off and letting, letting people know when I closed dress that this is a new business that I was starting. And if they were interested in, in, you know, following me along for the journey, then, you know, I would keep them on my email list. And the ones who weren't like, you were totally okay with that. Right. Like I was totally okay with that. Um, I also had my own social media that I had started and I started Instagram kind of late in the game, like maybe a couple of years ago. And I spent the first couple of years of social media, just trying to figure out what other people would want to see and trying to tailor to that. And then realize I'm like, you know what? I don't really care if anyone sees this. Like, I just want this to be representative of me and my journey. And it turns out the more that I shared my own story, the more people wanted to follow along. And I, um, and I will say, I actually hate, I actually hated social media for a very (laughs) long time. Like I, I like shut down Facebook at one point in my life. I shut down, like, I like didn't want to get on Instagram until very late in the game. And one of the things that I figured out is that if you learn how to be authentic on social media without feeling like it is entirely you, if that makes sense, like separating yourself from your social media, it feels a lot less like pressure and a lot less, I don't know, like icky. And so that's why even my social media handle, Bernadette Joy, spelled D-E-B-T, is like, I think of her as like a separate person. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. So is that kind of how, did that help with the, um, like any pushback that you got? You said something today that I really liked and it was in, in terms of like your emails. Um, I guess like you sent out some emails and, um, somebody unsubscribed and you were like, great. Like that's my, mm-hmm. um, like you're, it's better for my deliver metrics. And I was like, oh my gosh, what a way to think about that. And I think that can be translated to social media is that if somebody unfollows, it's like, perfect. Now you're oh, yeah. more room yeah. for other people. I think um, some people will see on my social media, I'm not shy about like certain political views that I have. And that is simply because what I do for a living, you know, money and money management to me is completely intertwined with, you know, government policy. So, you know, once I started sharing more of my government views, people are like, oh, I didn't know that this was a politics page. Bye. And I'm like, okay, uh, this ain't an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. Nobody cares, right? Oh my and God, like- the airport thing. I almost forgot about that. That was so great. <laughs> It's gold. But here's, gold. Like, here's the thing is like, you know, I don't want people to feel like they're being bombarded with information that doesn't matter to them. Right. So I, and you know, to your point of like my video about the lawn, like I look at my social media as like my own lawn, right? Like you're allowed to put whatever you want in your lawn. It's your lawn. Right. So if people don't like it, they can keep walking up. They can keep walking by. They don't need to stop in your lawn. Right. And that in of itself has interestingly that day I lost, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 followers. Right. 
that day when I was like, if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to stay here. On the flip side, I gained, I netted another 50 followers. So like for the 40 that I lost, I gained 80 new ones that day, right? And those people were like, I am here for it. Some people are like, I'm pulling up my chair and sitting on your lawn because I love it here. (laughs) I love it here. (laughs) And so, you know, I think a lot of women think that, you know, we have to please everybody and we don't. We want to, we want to keep our tribe really tight and not to say that we're like, oh, let's only hang out with people who are just like us. But if someone is here on your lawn, just trying to spread hate or just trying to make you feel bad, like they don't necessarily have to be there. Yeah, I heard that same. I heard I've heard two points kind of in that same on that same note. It was like, um, and this is how I've advised clients that have asked me for social media. Um, one of my clients actually very recently, like that was a very specific question. Um, they have an audience that um, and and a board that they have to please, and they they're worried about stepping on toes. And I was like, you have to understand, like, and they were getting hurt by some of the comments. And this is a company. And mm-hmm. they're getting hurt by some of the comments that were left. I'm like, look, one, your social media following, you're going to have people that say something, but you also have to recognize that, you know, if by coming to your page, it's like you inviting them into your home. Like you want to show them all the things that you're proud of. You want to, you know, give them a wonderful experience, but you would never have somebody like allow somebody to come in your home and bash all over you for no reason and just stand there mm-hmm. and be like, I'm sorry. You would never do that. You would say, get out of my house. And yeah. so I saw a, uh, I think it was a TikTok or a reel or something. And she said, um, you know, if only 30 people like your post or engage with what you're doing, you know, don't feel bad because if 30 people showed up to my house right now, I would be overwhelmed. I was like, mm, what a way a to point. think about it. Like, absolutely. If this was, if there was 30 people to show up to something that I was doing, which is essentially what people are doing when they come to your social media and they like, they comment, they do anything. I would be like, holy crap, what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, I think it's a really hard pill for people to swallow um, because, and here's, this is my point of social media, which is like, you know, when I go on social media, I am, I am in fact, you know, pretty transparent. I think people know that. But, you know, I also recognize that there is, you have, you have the right as a, as an online media business owner to say, I am here to promote what I'm doing. I don't have to work for free and I don't have to please everybody here. And funny enough, the people who always have the most gripes about my social media are the people who have never done business with me. Like literally someone came to my page one day and was like, I just came here for the free advice. I don't want your, I don't want your opinion on X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, then you need to go because (laughs) my opinion staying here. And if you came here for the free advice and you don't like it, then I guess you need to go somewhere else and find it. And it wasn't, it wasn't to say like, no, I don't want to serve you. Right. But at the same time, the people who have really supported this business have found, you know, an alignment for whatever reason with what I talk about. And those people also, we are here to run a business. Um, Those people were willing to pay. Right. And so one of the things that I think women kind of confuse sometimes is like, oh, people who like me will pay me money. Right. And just because they like you doesn't mean that they're going to pay you, but if someone doesn't like you, they're definitely not going to pay you. (laughs) So, So, you know, pick and choose who you want to, you know, really do business with. Yeah. You launched Crush Your Money Goals for the first time back in 2020, beginning of 2020. You just launched again in the beginning of 2021, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, I did a little bit of a rebranding this year for sure. What? Okay. Okay. What, what was different? What did you uh, kind of, from the evaluation of your last launch, what did you change? 
Yeah, I mean, the big emphasis when I did crush your money goals was on debt, right? And so I've, I've talked on many other um, media outlets about paying off $300,000 of debt in three years. And the truth is that I will always have a passion for helping people with debt, but I don't think your money journey ends with you paying off all your debt, right? Obviously, there's so much more to do in life than just paying down debt, whether it's, you know, starting a family or changing careers or creating a business and all that. And I wanted to stay in that journey with people. Um, and then me personally, I'm just not in that space where I have a lot of debt anymore. So I am more excited to talk about things that are relevant to me right now, which is like, you know, in 2021, my husband and I will reach our first, you know, $1 million of net worth. And what I think a lot of people assumed was that, oh, well, Bernadette, all she's going to teach me is to, you know, not eat out and wear crappy clothes. And that's how I'm going to become debt free. And I'm like, no, like I said, I, I bought myself a cute pair of shoes and, <laughs> and a dress uh, the other day. And I just ate, I actually just ate out for lunch right before this, this, you know, podcast, right? So the idea that like that is a permanent way to live life in terms of your overall financial journey. And I want to be there for the long haul throughout, like to the point that people are like, I don't need you anymore. Right. And I want people to say, I've, you know, I've told some of my, my debt crushers, like if you've outgrown me because you've paid all your debt, that is a good thing. Right. However, now, now I'm teaching people how to flow 50 K in a year. My husband and I paid, you know, we saved $143,000 last year. We will become accredited investors. Like I want to be able to teach people those things too. And that's what the big shift has been is like the goals are bigger and better and way more fun. Oh, I love it. I've loved watching everything that you're doing. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Been watching you over the last few months over social media to be able to talk to you and be mentored by you is just an absolute dream. Well, I thank you and you're doing such a great job. And I hope if anyone, and if anyone's listening, they want to have a chat, you can just email me at hello at crush your money goals. And I'm happy to talk about how I can help you with your goals. Yeah. She's got so many resources. We're going to link everything down below. Do you have, are you going to have classes coming up soon? I am. I have, um, I have a masterclass with four of my favorite men to talk about, okay, how do we manage money with the confidence of a man? <laughs> that's, that's going to be a fun one. Wow. And then I have a masterclass to flow 50,000 in a year as a couple. This is for power couples. So if you want to like get on the same page with your partner, um, that one is going to be really fun. And then I do uh, like kind of introductory classes all year long through Skill Pop. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. We'll have everything linked down below. And it's just been a joy, Bernadette Joy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the What Else podcast. And if you liked this episode, then I've got a small to-do list for you. Uh, first of all, go ahead and screenshot this episode right now and post it on your Instagram stories and tag me at Sarah E. Boss. And I can go ahead and repost your post and that helps others find the podcast as well. And give me a review on Apple Podcasts. That is a huge help with letting others find the podcast and also become best friends. So don't be selfish and finally if you want to subscribe to my blog to get even more content you can at sarah all right guys i will see you in the next episode